Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Michal Golden Shliach in Teaneck, New Jersey, on the topic on the most effective way to have a great relationship with your Balabatim. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to help Shluchim have more spoke on their Shluchas. We really appreciate your time. Thanks. Happy to be here. Before we begin, I would like to thank our sponsors. Thank you, Sassman Jewelers, The Satanic Group, and Machon Stam. Thank you for making the podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. Michal, it's been mentioned to me by a few Shluchim that, uh, that, that I believe it's before Shabbos. You call um, your Balabatim and you share with them a Vart and Vartara, which has really, really helped you connect with your Balabatim. And maybe you could start with hearing how this uh, came about. Yes, yeah, so a couple of years ago, by the Kinnis HaShluchim, there was a, uh, a shliach from five towns. I think his name is Rabbi Volovic. He gave a a whole, uh, to- he spoke about a topic which was about how to have your your the greatest relationship with your greatest Balabatim. And he spoke about how he basically has a bunch of shiurim, and those people that he learned with, they end up being his greatest supporters and they understand him the best because they have this ongoing relationship with him. And um, when he needs, when he's in dire need for whatever it is, he can always turn to them. And I was thinking about that. How can I capitalize on that and use that? And obviously I'm a youth director. One of my greatest challenges is that um, my, my the shliach that I work with, Rabbi Simon, he, he wants me to try to fundraise and cover the, the budget and I'm working with kids and with teens and don't have much to do with their parents so um, when it came December or whenever I would want to fundraise it was always awkward it was a cold call and um, it was just very hard to, to to produce that and even when I did get through to people I wouldn't really get what I was looking for even people who I work with not always they know who I was in Teaneck it's different than a regular Chabad house where you have um, you know I don't know 100 families or 50 families whatever it is and you know you have 10 20 kids that are their parents come to Chabad house over here a lot of you know kids come through word of mouth and their parents don't even know that they're coming and I try to reach out to them and so on but I wanted to build a good relationship with them and in general, I wanted to start becoming a better fundraiser and knowing more of the adults, even though I'm a youth director. So um, what I did was basically every time I find an opportunity to meet with an adult that I don't know or my other shliach doesn't know, because then it would be his balabas, what I did was I basically, if I felt the person's warm enough, I would ask them a question. i say, you know, I learned, um, you know, as a Chabad rabbi, I learned the Rebbe's Sichot, uh, his Torah, his Dvar Torah on the Parsha, and would it be okay if I would, you know, share it with you for two minutes, three minutes, when you're driving to or from work once a week, once a month, you know, whatever's good for you. And I would say 70% of the time people are like the idea. 30% they're like, nah, I don't think it's good for me. I'm not interested. And politely they refuse, decline. Um, and, uh, I, you know, if somebody really doesn't like it, I'll say, you know, maybe you want to try it once, see how it goes. And um, I would get down his, I would have, I would ask him for a cell number and say, what's the best time for you? So I have some, for example, Tuesday morning, I call a bunch of people around 8 o'clock, let's say three or four people. Tuesday night around 5 o'clock, I call people. 
Um, and each person is two or three minutes of our Um And then uh, Wednesday morning, I call people. Wednesday afternoon, I call some people. Wednesday evening, I call some people. Thursday gets busier, so I call, let's say, I don't know, seven, eight people Thursday morning, uh, four or five people Thursday afternoon, and let's say five people Thursday night. And on Friday, throughout the day, I'm calling people, uh, most probably on Friday, at least 16, 17 people. I would say total between 30 and 40 people. Um, And what I usually do is I use something called, if I could find it here, a called daily light point I think that's what the daily light points or it's called Panini Yamis I think oh, I'm trying to see the website or the um, it's an email that I get and uh, it has a little uh, it's from Erech and they have a little Dvartera summary of a Sicha and I get it every day in English and in Hebrew and I just find from there different ideas, and I try to put in a little story, and I really go quick and, and so on. So that's the general how I got into this whole thing. So the reason that you do it like that, where you, you actually base it off of something, so you're not stressing every, every week, you know, trying to, 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 to prepare something, you use something that already exists, it's a great platform, and you, 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 you work with that to, to give it over. Yeah, well, it, look, most shluchim already have to prepare a Torah. My problem is not preparing the Torah. My problem is getting it in two minutes. Right. So I would uh-huh. usually find a certain idea, and and also it depends for who I'm working with. Um, I, I I think let's first talk about how I recruit the people. Then we can talk about just remind me later to to talk about how to uh, you know how do I actually prepare the Torah and and know you know when it's too much for people. Perfect. Um, but basically, how I how I uh, so so let's say I have a list of I don't know 30 people I'm calling for fundraising. I'm going to call somebody, and if they say no, I'm not interested, I'm not going to ask them. If they say I'm not interested in donating, I'm not going to ask them to you know to be to to, to to learn with them. But if I see that they're a little bit warm and they're like, yeah, why not? So on, I'm going to always throw it in. I'm like, oh, by the way, you know, I do this, and it would be my honor to. To share with this to you, with you know this with you for two minutes a week, if that would be that would work for you, and I basically try to do it for only those people that I do not see on an ongoing basis. It's very important. You don't want to get burned out. So people that come to the Chabad house, even if it's once a month, it's not necessary to do this. This is the people that you just don't see. Maybe you'll see them once a year. What this does is it actually builds a very strong relationship. So all these people are people that I know can give, whatever it is. Um, doesn't have to be a very large amount, but, you know, $180 or more. And it has to be, um, and for some shluchim who are out there, I'm a youth there, for some of these shluchim might say, you know, if it's less than 2000 or whatever, I might even waste my time. I don't know. That's their business. But for me, small donations work, and I guess I have the time to do that. So if it's, uh, if it's uh, even 180 and above, because what happens is it all starts with 180, um, and then it gets more. So I know one person, first he refused to give me anything, but I, kept, I had a relationship with his son, and then eventually um, he, was, he warmed up to the whole idea. His son was coming to the programs, and then I asked him to, uh, to donate and gave $100, and then he started giving $400, and now in December he gave, I think it was close to $1,000, and there's a person I live with, and when I went to him, when I, when I, when I asked him, I said, oh, you gave uh, extra $400 that wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting that. Thank you. He says, listen, I have to thank you for giving me the honor of being part of such a great 
cause. How did he know that it's such a great cause? Because he doesn't just get a pamphlet in the mail once in a while, but he actually, when I before I fundraise from somebody, I actually start to talk about very briefly the work I do. And throughout the year, I'm not always preaching about that, but throughout the year I'm giving short little, um, you know, like I, I try to tie it into the Dvartera. So, for example, let's say today I was in Tina Kai, and the Dvartera is going to be about uh, the Moshe Rabbeinu. So I'm going to say, you know, I was in Tina Kai, and, and this is what they said. And sometimes I'll ask the p- person just to make sure that he's not on his computer when I talk to him in the office or whatever it is. I, I, you know, I engage him. I'll ask him a question. What do you think? See, he knows that I'm working with young Jewish professionals. I'm, I'm working with the teens. He sees the work. He, he sees on an ongoing basis, and, and he basically wins over the trust week after week of me calling him. I would say I get through to people most probably 60% of the time I get through to everybody. And that's okay. I tell people, if you can't, if you, can't uh, you know, remember, there's, a, there's a ongoing. So if they can't get a hold of me, if I can't get a hold of them in one week, that's fine. You know, there's one person who's giving me a lot of money, and I couldn't get a hold of him for a month and a half. So I called his house and uh, at a different time. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I, we were very busy. We're out of town this time, you know. But, and once in a while, I'll get somebody who will say he'll just stop answering altogether. And I get the hint that he's just not interested. Um, you know, and that's fine. And then I'll just hit him up once a year. And I said, oh, I wish the time I could learn. And he'll be like, yeah, but it's hard for me, and, and so on. But for the most part, there's always going to be a little bit of, uh, of resistance, but for the most part, people are very happy. And uh, I invite these people over for Shabbos. And I have great relationships with these people. And, you know, I look f- they look f- they wait for my divertaria. Some of them, if I didn't call, they're like, uh, where, where were you last week? Uh, you know, and, and, and I have one person now who's actually calling others sharing the divertaria. So I just found that, that it's a good way for me to build relationships with people, with adults, and it's another whole aspect of shluchas. So just, just to add, um, I always like to ask the practicals. And you, when you, when you set up a phone call like this, and, it's, and the first time you call them, you probably want to keep it really to the point and keep it short, so that the, the next time they know that this is going to be quick. Um, how do you make that happen without getting like you try to not, not to get into a long conversation and just really be focused? Um, do, yeah. do you gauge yeah, it each I'll time? I usually say, hi, how are you, Mr. So-and-so? How's it going? How's your family? How's everything? That's amazing. So I'll, 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 I thought, you know, I'll, I'll usually just go straight into, you know, this week's Parsha, this week's Torah portion, it says this. And, you know, I was wondering, what does this mean? Or, Do you have any thoughts on that? You know, and the Rebbe sees it a little bit differently. He says, from this perspective, and then maybe sometimes I'll, short, I'll, I'll throw in a little story. Now, what happens is some people... I know that they appreciate it and they look forward to it and they also happen to be bigger donors. I actually give them more. I know that they're not upset about it. So I give them more. So our conversations are usually five minutes. Um, even one person, he actually gives me a Dvartera. So I give, he first gives me a Dvartera, then I give him a Dvartera. We have this exchange. Um, that's actually the person who, uh, who originally I mentioned before did not want to give money, but then he started um, and he was giving me close to $1,000 out of the blue um and and uh you know so that's kind of how it goes some people they're going to get the shortest arterial real quick and sometimes it's very busy and i just can't get to everybody so i do only half of them 
sometimes that happens. If I have a big Shabbaton, I know I, I go on the New York City Seatine uh, Shabbaton. That week, no one's getting any Barteris. And I usually tell them the week before, I'm not going to be available. Um, I, two weeks ago, I wasn't feeling well. I just didn't call anybody. And, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? I can't, you know, I'm not a martyr. Um, but they get the picture. They see that I, I show up out of 50-something weeks. I'm usually there at least 45, 40 weeks. So, you know, I'm pretty consistent about it, and usually it's pretty intelligent stuff, quick, short to the point, and so on. Beautiful. Another question that I have is, these people, are they, are they traditional? Are any of them from, or are we also talking about someone who is not from at all? So I would say um, 50% are modern Orthodox, it's Tinek, and um, the rest are not. Um, we have people here, even the question is really what is modern Orthodox, but, um, you know, a lot of them are, are, a lot of them have a lot of resentment. You know, a lot, a lot of them have a lot of, they're modern Orthodox, but it's just on the outside. They're very bitter inside about the whole Yiddish guy. They, and they never, they had questions from when they were uh, in high school, and they never, and once they see after a couple of weeks or months, they, they, a lot of times they'll, you know, they'll bring up a question that they have hashkafically or muna, whatever it is. Or a lot of times, out of the blue, they'll call me with a halachic question, you know, and either I'll know it or I'll have to call her of. But I become their rabbi. So they might go to another shul and have, but they're not going there. This actually led to me helping people with shalom bias. You know, and uh, Baruch Hashem, I was asked to have, to help a couple of people with their shalom bias because, um, you know, when I, a lot of the arterias would be about relationships and then people would say, oh, well, I got this. I said, so, you know, let's, let's meet and we'll see what we can do. Um, you know, so yeah, so it's, it's a lot of uh, a lot of um, different. Uh, yeah, I think that's the point of this. That it's really all across the board. It just it becomes when you when you when you give some something to someone, um, especially when it's Torah, especially when it's Hasidus, you definitely become the rabbi, and, and it becomes a you're you're giving. I'm sure much more than they're than than you're getting. Uh, there's no question. Uh, it's, hard to sometimes it's hard to remember that, but that's the bottom line. And, yeah, um, and, and we have you asked if it's modern Orthodox. A lot of them are are, are not religious at all, or very, or or somewhat. Everybody here where I live in New Jersey is somewhat affiliated. But but you know, again, we can have a whole debate on what modern Orthodox means. If somebody's keeping Shabbos and somebody's keeping Taras uh, Meshbach and Kashrus to the bare minimum. Is that is that considered modern orthodox? Is that considered? Or, I mean, we can we can debate about that, but um, you know, I don't see why my shluchus is is different than most of the shluchim out there. Um, so not the whole topic. And in a certain sense, uh, you know, I have to first undo what others have done before we get to them. It's not just like you know, tina Anyways, but uh, I think that the main goal here is that there this ongoing consistent relationship of one-on-one, not that they're coming to show, that's beautiful, but this consistent relationship of one-on-one conversation with them is unbelievable. It transform. it's like bigger bias basically, but in the person's head. Imagine that. So I was going to somebody every Friday to have a coffee in their house. He had a special coffee machine, with it, and then I, I couldn't have milk because it's, it wasn't Chal Yisrael. So he started having Chal Yisrael. And you know, and and that that's what Bikr Bayis did over there. So when I work, when I call these people, people, I'm basically doing Bikr Bayis in their mind every single time we we talk. And eventually, they start to think the way the Rebbe thinks, and with the Rebbe's hashkaf and outlook, and 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 so on. And 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 
they give it off. And a lot of times I'll finish off and I'll say, so by the Shabbos table, ask your wife or ask your daughter, what would she do in this and this case? And then if I know the daughter, I'll say, did your father ask you? And, uh, you know, or, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll buy a class with a daughter or a son. I'll, I'll, ask the, I'll tell the father on, on, Shabbos, uh, on Friday, I'll say, ask your daughter this and this question. See if she knows it, you know. So those are the people that, you know, I know both the, the parents and then. But there are some people that I don't work with their kids, but I just happened to meet them by, I don't know, we were just sitting somewhere, and then we built a relationship like that. This can work for any shliach. It's the best way to actually build relationships. And imagine if a typical shliach had 100 people or 50 people that he was an ongoing relationship with, and these people had money. You know, there's, there's a lot of room to grow there. You know, and I think one of the questions that a lot of people might be thinking now is how practical is it? How practical is it? Because um, by the end of the day, who really has time to do everything, right? Is that something that people would think? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. So um, I'll, I'll just tell you how practical it is. Just like it's practical to uh, daven every day, just like it's practical to um, run the Hebrew school uh, whenever a person does, any the same way we have commitment to regular programs. Let's say you, you have a you have a Shabbos program, you know, you do it every Shabbos, you have Kiddush, whatever it is, you do it every single, you have Shurim. It, it's like everything else. It just becomes harder because you're doing with so many people. So a lot of times, the timing and crunch time for my family is a little bit difficult. So let's say if it's a 5 o'clock, I'll try to do it, let's say, 4.55 so I can get home in time. Or if it's 8 o'clock, I'll try to do it a little bit later. I'll try to, try to make sure that it doesn't get in the way of the family. And sometimes the talker does and I can't make the phone call. But um, fundraising is all about relationship building, and there's no greater way. If you can get somebody to agree to accept this offer and make the time for you, um, it doesn't mean that he'll keep through it and he'll always pick up. But and you have to let him know that it's not uh, like he's, he, you're not going to get offended if he doesn't pick up. Tell him straight up. You know, you don't give, if you're busy, that's okay. You don't even have to say, I'm sorry. I got it. You know, we're busy. You'll pick up when you can. But for me, that's better than nothing. So, you know, this is my way of, of, of building that relationship with people. And now I went a couple of years ago from only working with teens and youth. I would say that I have a relationship with, you know, close to 40 people. Um, and, uh, you know, some give less, some give more, you know. And, uh, and you, you'll be surprised. Some people, you never dreamed that they would be okay with this, but they go for it. Maybe you addressed this already, but I just want to make sure we, we, we talked about this. If someone doesn't pick up, do you leave, do you leave the Devar as a message? If somebody what? If someone doesn't pick up, do you leave a message? No, no absolutely them? not. Remember, it takes, by the end of Friday, sometimes my throat hurts because I'm talking so much. It takes koyach. It Pasha takes energy to do this. Think about it. Think about how hard it is to give a devotee over, and you have to do it over and over and over again, and totally focus, and 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 you know, do it quickly. Sometimes I won't do it quickly. I'll just say a few points, and that would be enough. But if somebody doesn't pick up, I don't even leave a message. No problem. You know, because he we, he knows why I'm calling. I'm not trying to say call me back. If he wants it, he'll call me back. Most people don't call me back, um, but then I'll get them next week. You know, so they know right. that I don't get offended. So I think there's another thing for someone to keep in mind is that um, with this and everything, it's not all or nothing. Um, for a shliach, it could start off as, you know, calling their top five balabatim 
Maybe it could grow to ten. Uh, maybe it's only the three Balabatham that are not local and they they want to they want to keep a kesher with them. It's not all or nothing. And the last thing that I just want to finish off with this question. Just uh, one point, by the way, yeah. with, with that. I don't think you have to call your biggest Balabatim. If you want to build a relationship, let's say you have somebody who's a very big Balabatim, he's giving you money, and you want to build a much deeper relationship, you can call him. But if it's, I use this mainly for the people that I don't have that relationship with. If the guy's coming to show anyways, then why do I have to waste my time calling him on the phone? I'll show him in other ways, for example, bringing him a chal and doing bigger bias once every two or three months, a private you know, thing, if a person feels that they want to build that relationship because it's a hate. But this is mainly for those who I know I'm not going to be seeing on an ongoing basis. 100%. So my last question is, um, are there any last thoughts that you want to share with looking on this topic? Shlech is listening to this and it you know, brings up many um, questions or ideas and so on. What, what, what last thought do you want to leave with the Shluchim? I would say when you hear the number 30 or 40 phone calls, it sounds very scary. Start with one. See how it goes and, and take it from there. You know, find, find one person. You don't even have to make the phone call. Instead of making a new phone call, take on this new achlata, I guess, that every time you meet somebody ongoing from now on, you basically, if you can remember, try to, you know, ask them. Oh, would you? Can I? Can I share a little thought? A little thought advertorial uh, with you? Uh, you know, when you're driving to work or coming back from work or a time that works for you best. And uh, if somebody says, "Oh, I can't commit," say, "Listen, give me a time that works for you best." And whenever you can't pick up, totally fine. I'm, I'm totally cool. The whole the reason why it works is because it's not, you know, it, there's no commitments. It's just you know they hear they know they get the call from the rabbi, and usually they pick up. So don't be scared to do it. And, okay. and I, I think a lot of brachas will come to that. And uh, I want to just thank Rabbi Velovic from Five Towns. I mean, Rabbi doesn't even know this, but uh, it all came from that uh, session he gave at the Kinnos about how to uh, how through Limitatayra is really the way to conquer um, conquer our Balabatim. Uh, thank you, Rabbi Michal Golden, for sharing with him about your Hatzloch and unique approach to a best relationship builder. We really appreciate your time. Sure. My pleasure. Uh, this is Dovi Shapiro, and I want to thank all the Shluchim for your constant feedback in making the Shluchim podcast even better, and uh, thank you for all your ideas of different Shluchim to interview. For all previous podcasts, visit shluchimpodcast.com. Make it a great week.